Lightning fans, you've found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Welcome back to the LightningInsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson here from LightningInsider.com after a 3-1 Loss in Boston at TD Garden. Taylor Hall with a couple of goals. Brad Marchand or Marchand, I'm not sure which way his name is pronounced uh, this hour. Uh, But he ends up with an empty netter. Steven Stamkos gets a power play goal in the second period. A goal that tied it at 1-1 at that time. It's uh, career point number 999 for the captain. And career goal number 494. Six goals away from 500. One point away from 1,000 for some confusion. I had some people asking me about it. Uh, originally, he had four points in the game against Buffalo, which would have made his goal tonight point number 1,000. He actually only finished with three points because when the game-tying goal in Buffalo was changed from Nikita Kucherov to Brandon Hagel, uh, it was originally a secondary assist for Steven Stamkos, so he lost that secondary assist on that play. So again, career point number 999. He will look for career point number 1,000 on Thursday in Philadelphia as a lighting take on the Flyers. But uh, the game tonight against the Bruins, it's a it's a dumb game. It can be a dumb game because you win on Monday night in Buffalo 6-5. And while you never apologize for the points, what was the talk coming out of that game? How poorly they played, especially defensively too loose defensively, gave the Sabres a lot of time and space. You know, the the Sabres can score some goals and they burn the lightning a few times. So the talk, even after coming back with two goals in the final five-plus minutes, winning the goal uh, game in overtime on Steven Stamkos' 13th career overtime winner, the, the main topic was, can't play like that. Can't play like that. And then you turn around 24 hours later and play I mean you could argue from puck drop to the final horn that this might have been the Lightning's most complete game and I say that knowing they gave up a goal 67 seconds into the first period when you know I'm sure a lot of itchy trigger fingers were lamenting that the Lightning were going to get run out of the building I'm uh, giving up a goal 67 seconds in to a, a Bruins team that had won 12 straight games on home ice to start a season, an NHL record. But they didn't. Defensively, they were good. Most of the game, they were in the offensive zone more often than Boston was. Didn't have a ton of... Of high quality chances. I, I think the high danger chances finished actually 8 4 in favor of the Bruins. So, 4 is a low number, which, you know, the Bruins are a very good team at protecting the middle areas of the ice and not letting those high danger shots um, come through, those high danger chances generated uh, by the opposition. So, only 4 high danger chances, but they had enough chances, they had enough opportunities to. You know, win this game. This was a, this was a game they could have won, and based on a lot of the numbers, maybe they should have won it. But as we talked about on Monday, you don't always 
get the fate you deserve in a hockey game. You know, they probably didn't deserve to win Monday in Buffalo, and they probably didn't deserve to lose. So, you know, Steven Stamco said it after the game last night on Monday. Sometimes it all washes out. So that's why you never apologize for winning the game, because you don't know what the next game is going to bring you. And in the Lightning's case tonight, again, strong, solid effort all the way around. And and you can't find that second goal. They had opportunities. Corey Perry had a golden chance to give the Lightning the lead. Great one-timer off a feed from Ross Colton. Couldn't quite elevate it enough. And uh, ends up going into the pad of Jeremy Swayman. And then right before Boston takes the lead with a power play goal early in the third period, Brandon Hagel had a breakaway. Missed the net. You know, 15, 20 seconds later, whatever it was. The Bruins are in front. So there were opportunities there. They didn't finish. They couldn't capitalize on those chances. The Bruins uh, capitalized on theirs and took advantage of it. And ends up winning the game. That's why the Bruins are who they are this year again. I keep getting fooled by the Bruins year after year. Keep expecting them to take a drop in their play. They kind of did a little bit last year. They were a wild card team. Switched over the Metro Division. Lost in round one to Carolina. Um, but this year, I, you know, they bring back David Krejci. And it's, it's kind of evened out their lines a little bit. Because, you know, Taylor Hall is on the third line. Taylor Hall, MVP just a few years ago in the league is on their third line and he ends up scoring both their goals tonight one of them was on a power play but you know the Bruins again 13-0 at home and I don't know the exact numbers um, but one of the Bruins writers sends it out every now and then the amount of minutes uh, the Bruins have trailed on home ice is very little very little it doesn't come as a surprise when you're 13-0 at home but the amount of time that they've trailed on home ice, it'd be, it's another one of those incredible numbers the Bruins are putting up this year that just kind of make you go, really? Wow. You know, their five-on-five goal differential coming in at tonight's game was plus 21. 20 games into the season, they're plus 21 five-on-five goal differential, and it's you know goes up again tonight because Taylor Hall's uh, the opening goal was five on five. The Lightning's only goal was a power play, uh, so it's another uh, added uh, another one in the five on five uh, goal differential in favor of the Bruins. Interesting switch to start the second period. We saw uh, Braden Point. You know, kind of caught our eye a little bit when Steven Stamkos came out and took the opening faceoff to start the second period with Nikita Kucherov from Brandon Hagel. And the first thing you're thinking is, oh, what's wrong with Brayden Point? As it turned out, nothing, because John Cooper just switched, swapped those two players out. So Stamkos is playing with Hagel and Kucherov. Point was playing with Paul and Kalorn. And it worked. It worked exactly how they wanted it to. It was, to me, it was clearly a matchup situation. You look at the the, the internal numbers, the advanced numbers after the game, and you can see how those two lines were not performing during five-on-five five play in the first period. So you switched them, and things got reversed. The ice tilted in Tampa Bay's favor. Didn't get 
the, the, the results from it, but they got the performance from it. And I, I you know, John Cooper wasn't asked about that uh, after the game uh, about why he made the switch, but I think it was pretty obvious when you look at the numbers why it did. Well, we'll see what Thursday brings. I, Thursday, I would venture to guess that they go back to point between Kucherov and Hagel and you know Stamkos back out on the wing with uh, Paul and Kalorn. I don't see any reason why they won't go back to that uh, to start the game because they, you know, those two lines have worked so well. And this is where, you know, we say it, John Cooper and really many head coaches in this league, they're not afraid if they don't see something clicking to, to change things around. It wasn't a blender, so there wasn't a line blender, but, but they're not afraid to make those kind of moves and we saw it tonight, even as good as, you know, those six guys have been and those two lines have been really for the past month, it wasn't working, he switched it. And I, and I, and I think that's a, it's not a bold move, it's not a bold call by any stretch of the imagination, but it shows you uh, that they're able to identify situations and correct them. Again, didn't get the ultimate result, didn't get the, the tying goal at 5-on-5, five five. they get it via the power play, but, um, you know, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on how things kind of play out on Thursday, but I fully expect them to go back uh, to those lines. Another thing to take out of this game tonight, uh, they played 11 forwards on Monday in Boston. They go back to 12 and 6 tonight, and, and they had to. You know, their top guys played some heavy minutes. Um, you know, Brain Point played uh, um, almost uh, – 25 and a half minutes. Nikita Khrushchev played 26 minutes. Steven Stamkos played 23 minutes. You know, Brandon Hagel played 23 plus minutes. So, you know, their their big guys played a lot of minutes in the game. So they went back to a 12 and 6 Pierre Edward Belmar, who was away from the team over the weekend to deal with a personal matter, was with them on Monday in Buffalo, but did not play. He was back in the lineup. And you saw perhaps and this is why it was almost maybe from start to finish, top to bottom, one of their better games, if not their best game of the season in terms of how they played it, that those those two lines of bottom six, for lack of a better term, generated. You know, I mentioned the Corey Perry chance uh, off of a feed from Ross Colton. You know, probably the – I can't remember too many high-danger chances that, you know, the bottom six lines have generated here in the past uh, past little while – but that was one. I thought the Maroon, Belmar, and um, Kepke line, Cole Kepke, uh, was effective. They kept the puck in the offensive zone, as, as you want them to do. Uh, Pat Maroon had a couple of uh, decent looks. You know, so came together from top to bottom. Uh, just didn't get the result. So in the world of the process, you know, we heard... John Cooper say it after the game against Buffalo that they're a process-driven team and that game was not the process. Tonight was more of the process. And yet it was interesting to hear him say one of the first remarks after the game was, well, we didn't win. So I don't know what positive you can take out of it. But, you know, he's just being a coach. Um, He's letting his team know that I don't care how well you played, you didn't put yourself in in a good enough position to win the game. And not that that's a statement game, but, you know, the Bruins did take it to you 
just a week ago on your home ice. They pulled away in the second period and turned around a one nothing deficit, and all of a sudden they scored five straight goals. You know, so that was fresh. I, I, I think... I think the coaching staff wanted this game. I think the, the coaching staff felt they had to win. Not they had to win this game, but felt there was a need to win this game. You know, put that first chink in the Bruins' armor, especially on home ice. The Bruins have lost three games in regulation all year. And one of them was on Friday to Florida. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. So you had a rested Boston team against Tampa Bay coming off back-to-back, and that's not always easy. It's early in the season, but I'm sure many of you remember last year where there was a game in Boston right around probably the same time in the schedule, maybe a few games earlier where they're coming off of a back-to-back situation might have actually been from Buffalo to Boston and they were just dominated dominated by the Bruins and the Lightning won that game I'm going to tell you it's a stupid game sometimes but that's how last year's went that was the game where Taylor Radish scored his first career goal I believe it was short-handed little inside-out move but the, that the possession and, and everything else in that game belonged to the Bruins, and yet in this stupid game, the Lightning found a way to win that game. That's again, that's why you don't apologize for for picking up two points, no matter how you get them. And then you know you, you worry about correcting mistakes you made in those type of games, and and they did, they did that tonight. They were uh, as good, maybe defensively for the most part, uh, throughout the game. Except on that on the power play, or on their penalty kill, rather on you know on the game winning goal, what turned out to be the game winning goal, uh, you had four guys off to the side over by the boards trying to battle for a puck. You don't win it; it goes behind the net. You got three guys behind the net on one. You're already at a man disadvantage. So that was a little bit of a head scratcher uh, to see how that. Uh, that play develop, how that game-winning goal ended up going in uh, on essentially what was kind of a broken play because Taylor Hall scores that goal. The pass was not intended for Taylor Hall. The pass was actually intended, I think, for David Krejci. And it kind of bounced over his stick a little bit to Taylor Hall and uh, just pushes it past Andre Vasilevsky, who almost, almost got it with his glove. You know, two minutes into the, the third period, whatever it was, uh, ends up being the game-winning goal. So, uh, other than that penalty kill, you know, and like, John Cooper was pretty harsh on the penalty kill. I think it was I think it was Boston's only power play chance, if I'm not mistaken. And he said, one power play, we can't kill it off, shame on us. That's what he said about it. So, it, it, it's interesting how, you know, coaches are going to be this way. 
how he uh, was harsh on his team after the loss because he didn't win the game. And he wasn't as harsh on them despite playing a poorer, poorer, is poorer a word? Poorer? Not somebody who's a beer pourer. You know, poorer, yeah, poorer, poorer game on Monday night. Um, that's what, uh, that's kind of how things went. So uh, we look ahead to Thursday. Flyers have had their struggles. You know, Flyers came into Amelie Arena and spoiled the home opener for Tampa Bay. Uh, Lighting couldn't hold a third period lead. Uh, were outworked pretty badly by the Flyers, especially in the third period. Uh, a Flyers team that's banged up, they're still banged up. You know, Van, James Van Riemsdyk is out. Travis Konechi is out. Ryan Ellis has been out all year. Sean Couturier uh, will probably be out for the year. Uh, Cam Atkinson hasn't played at all this year. They just got back Scott Lawton after missing, I think, four or five games. You know, but they... They were on a 10-game losing streak. Good news is, is they won on Tuesday. So they're not going to be as angry, perhaps, even with John Tortorella leading things behind the bench. Um, so we'll, we'll see Carter Hart in that. He's had an up-and-down year for them. Um, you know, kind of probably where they're at right now is probably where a lot of people expected the Flyers to be. They get off to a good start, uh, and then, you know, the roster situation with all the injuries uh, caught up to them, and, and they've kind of fallen flat here the last little while. So that's that's the challenge ahead of the Lightning on Thursday against the Philadelphia Flyers. You always want to come home with at least as many points as number of games played, and the Lightning have a chance to do that. You come home with, if you can win that game, you come home with four out of six points, then, uh, you know, you feel better about the road trip in terms of what you're banking. Uh, bank as many points as you can and uh, let the chips fall where they may because you got another uh, another extended homestand coming up. they got six straight games at home starting on Saturday against Toronto. Uh, so... Take care of business on this road trip. Take advantage of a banged-up Flyers team. Play like you did in Boston, and you'll win in Philadelphia. Obviously, a a big difference in level of competition. Not that there's easy teams in the NHL, because there's not. But the Flyers are not the Bruins. So if you can take advantage of their injury situations of... You know, kind of falling on hard times here with with the number of consecutive losses that they had to endure, which was finally snapped uh, against the Islanders. Then you have a chance to come home with four out of six points on this road trip, and then start a six-game homestand uh, where you're playing every other day. Right? It's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, I don't know if my math was right there. Either way, six straight games at home. So uh, get ready. Get ready for that stretch because uh, the next stretch is going to lead right into Christmas uh, where they're out on the road before, um, before the Christmas break comes. So uh, getting close. December is almost here. We're almost two months into the season. And uh, for the most part, the Lightning are in a pretty decent spot. A rough start, one and three. Uh, but they've been much better over the past you know, five weeks or so and have themselves in good position despite 
this loss against the Bruins on Tuesday. All right, that's going to wrap it up for me. Don't forget, if you are not a subscriber to my website, remember I got that story up there. I'm Brandon Hagel and his two uncles who committed suicide a year apart from each other. It's a very touching story of the <clears throat> tattoos that he has on his arm in memory of them. I had a, a story I just posted on the success of the Stamkos, Kalorn, and Paul line, what they have done this year, and you know the dad jokes that uh, Nick Paul brings to the table. Uh, you can read about that again at lightninginsider.com if you're not a subscriber. I'm, uh, if you use the, the code podcast when you sign up, I'll give you $10 off first year of a yearly subscription. So that's podcast, and then you can put, uh, enter in uh, into the coupon code uh, before you set up your payment information. Um, don't forget the pregame skate show with myself and Bobby the Chief Taylor, although not sure if it's going to be Chief this week. He's got some TV duty, so we'll see uh, what Thursday and Saturday bring. Road games, one hour before every game uh, on the road. It's one hour before every game on the road, uh, as well as at home. At home, of course, we're live from Cigar City Brewing Tap Room. You can come by and say hi. Uh, take a picture with Chief. Um, again, on the air one hour before, so 7 o'clock starts. We're on the air at 6 I'm usually down in Cigar City by about 5.40 or so to prepare for the show. Uh, road games, I also do the last call with Chief or whoever's filling in for Chief. So again, Thursday, we'll have the uh, the last call after the game. That's on 102.5 The Bone. Uh, you can always listen to uh, everything that the Lightning stream on the, uh, the, the app, on the TuneIn app. Just search for Lightning Radio 24-7 on the TuneIn app or on TuneIn.com on your desktop um, and go straight there. It, it, you know, a lot of people have said, hey, that I have to pay for that. No, you don't have to pay for that. Um, just uh, simply search Lightning Radio 24-7. It'll take you to the stream and uh, you can um, set things up from there and listen. So, all right, as always, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe to this podcast, share this podcast, let your friends know that it's out there. Uh, we'll talk again, hopefully, after Thursday's game. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.